December the 4th, 2023, 1 Samuel chapter 4, God's power. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And family, it's a Monday morning, and Father God, we just thank you. Thank you this day that you've opened up our minds, our hearts. You've opened up our eyes to see and prepare to know and hear that you are God. To hear your word, to give us this day our daily bread, to hear instructions, guidance, to deliver us if deliverance needs to be, to encourage us if encouragement needs to be. Whatever it is that we need, Lord God, we know that we could lean into you and we thank you for it this day in Jesus' name. Glory, hallelujah. Family, and I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity. Indeed, it's an honor and a privilege that you've given me to share this intimate moment with you, to bask in the presence of the Lord. You've allowed me a seat at table and I thank you for it. We're in 1 Samuel, continuing in this, another great divine and gifted book. God is truly awesome in all his works and all his endeavors. And this particular book, God has allowed us to entitle God's Power. And every time you hear the word power in this chapter, I encourage you, I want you to think about what that means to you. Thus, remembering that while we are in this book we are focusing on where you see yourself your family and community and in the different stories and and what is the character of god in relation to the characters and events in the story our thought is what have we received from god remember the title from god a couple weeks ago a couple days ago and or what are you waiting to receive from god and what are we doing with it now that we have received it or while we are waiting for it now i know that's a lot to take in but there is always the option to listen to the episode again and although our concern this year is on application of god's word we still need context in order to activate application correctly and that often requires biblical interpretation, which requires study and leaning into the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so our objective for this chapter is to listen and to listen carefully for the word power and think of what it means to you each time you hear it. Holy Spirit, we pray, lead us, guide us, direct us, we are leaning into you. Be blessed on today, family. Let us go into this word. 1 Samuel chapter 4, God's power. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines. They encamped at Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines drew up in the line against Israel. And when the battle spread, Israel was defeated before the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the battlefield. And when the people came to the camp, 
the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of God here from Shiloh, that it may come among us and save us from the power of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh and brought from there the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, who was enthroned on the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were with the ark of the covenant of God. As soon as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel gave a mighty shout so that the earth resounded. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shouting, they said, What does this great shouting in the camp of the Hebrews mean? And when they learned that the ark of the Lord had came to the camp, the Philistines were afraid. For they said, A God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe to us, for nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us, who can deliver us from the power of this mighty gods? These are the gods who struck Egypt, the Egyptians with every sort of plague in the wilderness. Take courage and be men, O Philistines, lest you become slaves to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. So the Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated, and they fled every man to his home. And there was a great slaughter, for thirty thousand foot soldiers of Israel fell, and the ark of God was captured, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. A man of Benjamin ran from the battle line and came to Shiloh the same day, with his clothes torn and with dirt on his head. When he arrived, Eli was sitting on his seat by the road watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told the news, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the sound of the outcry, he said, What is this uproar? Then the man hurried and came and told Eli. Now Eli was ninety-eight years old, and his eyes were set, so that he could not see. And the man said to Eli, I am he who has come from the battle. I fled from the battle today. And he said, How did it go, my son? He who brought the news answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines, and there has also been a great defeat among the people. Your two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God has been captured. As soon as he mentioned the ark of God, Eli fell over backwards from his seat by the side of the gate, and his neck was broken and he died, for the man was old and heavy. He had judged Israel forty years. Now his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant, about to give birth. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed and gave birth, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman who attended her said to her, Do not be afraid, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer or pay attention, and she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel, because the ark of God had been captured, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured. My Lord, my God, thank you for your word this morning. 
God's power. The hand of God is what is spoken here when we speak of power. It is not the Greek word for power, dynamis or dunamis, which is termed as often manifesting influence over reality in a supernatural manner. A teaching of Acts chapter 1 verse 1 through 11 that I will do with a few family members at my home soon. This power, the Hebrew word is kap, K-A-P. It refers to hand, as in the hand of God, which means identifying power or possession of controlling influence conceived as in terms of the hand can be used to highlight imminent activity. Think about this verse and replace hand with power. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. That's Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. Also now think about one of the scriptures we read on today. Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines. They captured, they encamped at Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines drew up in line against Israel, and when the battle spread, Israel was defeated before the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men on the field of battle. And when the people came to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord with us from Shiloh, that it may come among us and save us from the power of our enemies. What are the characters of the people? And what is God's response? They believe that because they have the symbol of God's presence, they will receive the power of God. Much like some do with the Bible, putting it on their shelf or wearing a cross around their neck. Let's go further into scripture. And when they learned that the ark of the Lord had come to the camp, the Philistines were afraid, for they said, A God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe to us, for nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us, who can deliver us from the power of these mighty gods? These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with every sort of plague in the wilderness. Take courage and be men, O Philistines, lest you become slaves to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. It was a shock to the Israelite elders who evidently had fully expected God to give Israel the victory. The passage shows how little either the Israelites or the Philistines understood about God. Both Israelites and Philistines believe that the Ark of the Covenant itself was a sort of idol, a magic object which would give Israel great power on the battlefield. So the Ark was brought to the battlefield, escorted by Hophni and Phinehas, two terrible men of God. How could they dare expect that they would receive the hand of God, the power of God? The Philistines feared its power but did not despair, presumably because they worshipped their own gods, including Dagon, which we'll see and read about in the next chapter, chapter 5. They fought bravely, the scripture says, and won an even bigger victory. 
Israel lost many men in battle, including Eli's two sons. And in this way, the prophecy of chapter 2, verse 34, came true. And the ark, too, was captured. God's power. Wow. Father God, glory, hallelujah, I humbly ask for your forgiveness if I have ever treated you as a genie in a bottle, thinking that by simply invoking your name, all my wishes would come true. I'm reminded of the story of the seven sons of Sceva in the, in the Bible who, who learned the hard way that faith in Jesus Christ and his lordship over one's life must accompany the use of his name that name Jesus glory hallelujah I am grateful Jesus grateful that you are not a mere magic wand that that we can wave around to get what we want rather you are the source of our faith and the absolute rule of our moral conduct thank you for your guidance and may we always remember to use your name with reverence and faith in your divine power. I love you, Jesus. And it's in your mighty name and majestic name that I pray. Glory, hallelujah. God is truly good, family. Indeed, he is and always be. And it's our responsibility to lean into his grace, his love, his power, his might. To lean not to our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways and allow him to direct our path. He is our strength, he is our focus. And I'm sure God has placed some things in your life that you are praying for or have gotten already. And it is now time to exercise what you believe in God and that you know to be true so that God will receive the honor, the praise, and the glory. It's serious, and I pray for you each and every day, and my wife and I, we covet your prayers as well. And family, those of you who soon to be family, we know that sometimes these words, they may not clearly register in your mind and in your heart, and it's because of sin Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened, your ears shall hear, you shall taste and see that the Lord our God he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. It's made to be shared with and in community. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs>